and militarised storms to the front from bases loaded. Don Corleone's running on and further back to peer pressure but militarised is on firing right up here on the English side, draws away for an emphatic victory. Welcome to Bet Doctor Punters, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. This show is presented by Punning Form and Top Sport. Make sure you check them out. DK, we're here. It's just you and me today. Everyone's sort of left us. Uh, PGA and the like and uh, championships up in Sydney. So we're just holding the fort down here in Melbourne. Uh, how you going? As we do, mate. As we do. <laughs> you know, again, here for the beautiful weather that's coming over Easter Nico. I mean, it's just going to be magnificent down here. It's going to be, I think, 19 and rain and then 16 and rain Saturday. It's going to be Armageddon on Sunday, 14 or something. So, yeah, that's magnificent. But anyway, we'll battle on. But uh no, here we are, mate. Always holding up the fort, you and me. I don't know. It always always comes down to you and me, but here we are. <laughs> Some uh, consistent performers down here. Um, big weekend in racing last weekend, of course, with day one of the championships. And uh, it's been a big week also as well. Racing Twitter's had a lot of uh, action has, yeah, this week. Plenty to talk about. As I said, I was up and about when I was doing the prep for the show. I said, geez, I'll be up and about today. It's plenty, plenty to talk about. So... I'll let you lead the charge. You can sort of find the order, Nico, but um, yeah, a bit to talk about. Well, I think there's a bit to talk about with these wet tracks and bias tracks. Of course, uh, a lot of punters listen to this show and just saw you ha- how to uh, sort of handle that from a review point of view, DK. I know you're a big review man. Um, um, we had a real sort of interesting situation at Randwick on Saturday where the rain came during the meeting, which is probably the worst thing. And then Bendigo, we also had a very biased track where it was very hard to win away from the inside lane. So um, how would you treat those meetings going forward? Well, the first first thing, because I, was, I mean, first thing you got to you got to be able to put in a comment. So, whatever data punning form's got a comment section, whatever you use, um, you have to put in a comment. Overall rain, if the rain came at race five or rain before the races, so that's the first thing you do. What happened on the day was a deteriorating track because it'll t- tell you in the times. You know, sometimes the, the last race might run two seconds slower than the first race, but yep. why? But it's gone at a, a quicker speed. So you got the deteriorating track, deteriorating tracks, and then each horse, each horse on its merits. You know, was it flattered by the bias? Led, leader advantage, flattered by the buyers, back and wide, disadvantaged buyers. So they're the first two things, but um, they're the main thing. So as long as the comments and the horses and then people, other people who put in bonuses and bonus lengths here and there, I don't worry about that again. A bit of paralysis by overanalysis for me. I'll try and keep it simple. And I keep it more simple now because oh, this is another avenue. Like this, if you get a few years ago, this is one of the good avenues left. You know, all the, all the edges are being eaten up and working out the bias and an edge there, it was sort of one that's left, but... Mate, everyone in the whole world, you know, knows about it now. I mean, Vanilla, Vanilla Friday was completely biased. All BZ did the meeting for .com. First thing he did, big tweet on Saturday. Anyone doing the review for Vanilla, make sure you know the inside was off. Make sure you bonus outside well, horses. I, tell the whole world, you know. I so, had a chat to someone at Bendigo on Saturday about that Vanilla track, and he's a man who walks a lot of country tracks. He said the inside was like a heavy eight, and the outside lanes were a good four. Yeah, well, there you go. That's how bad it was. So the last four races, the four horses down the out, the, so, the lightest horse in every race one. Okay, so I go and review that meeting because I'm trying to find another and say, okay, so what what horses wouldn't have won there, or were really really advantaged or overachieved? Yeah, JKN was the best horse in that race anyway, yep. wasn't he? Yeah, Waskily's gone enormous, huge first up. You know, so then I go back and look at races. So which which horses which like in the maidens, I, I focused really in the maidens, and then I said, well, maybe the swear she's perfect versus Star Vega. The first start of relief Friedman come down the middle. I'm looking at that racing in, and it's the stronger horse. I don't think I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you've got to go back and say you don't want to overplay it. You know. So which Bendigo Sunday? Like if they get back and wide horses, eighty percent of bias tracks are an on pace bias, right? On pace to the inside. You get that one track at Benalla, sometime Ararat, uh, other tracks camper down. It can rain. The inside goes up, but eighty percent the bias is to the front. 
All right. So if you're a get back horse, you generally get back horse anyway, aren't you? Mm. So next time you say, oh, well, you got too far back on a forward rail track, then next start is a get back horse anyway. So I mean, so I just, um, yeah, I know. It, it, I, I try and really, really zero in on it. Like you say, Bendigo Sunday, Bendigo Saturday was biased. Okay. But then what horses were really disadvantaged? Like that, your horse would have won anyway. The thing that won Stone Maiden, it pushed, you said the other horse would have a flat spot, yeah, which exactly. it did, pushed it out of the way. Like a lot of those horses would have won anyway. Foxy Freed, it was the big one. Like it's overcome it. So, yep. Um, yeah, looking back to last week, of course, we found Kabosh. Uh, little trouble there. Fine, but, but you, you um, read that. Perfect, got, and you got the PR, didn't you? Got the perfect well, run. Well, he drew barrier three. Yep. So well, that's all right. But he pushed the other way. He pushed the favourite out of the way because the favourite's got a flat spot. Mm. So, I mean, you, you said he had. That's why you read the race. Yeah. And he was sort of, I thought he'd be a bit stronger in the betting line. I think the market took a long time to. Sort of work out that track. A lot of the inside draws weren't getting as factored in as much early in the card. So um, I sort of thought with that Bendigo track, looking at the early races, there's a lot of horses that were on the fence overachieving relative to their SP. So I thought that was a big early edge, especially a horse like Floating Artist. Saw him in the mounting yard, like he returned great, but he sort of zipped up the fence and looked huge first up in a 400 meter race. I thought, oh, something might be on here. And obviously, Bendigo Rail True, Geelong Rail True. Bendigo Rail true, true, you want to be saving ground on the circle anyway, don't you? Yeah. So then, then they sort of they can generally run on in the straight, but pa- that called pa- they... Ballarat yesterday as well, like the, you know these big tracks, and they put him rail true, and all of a sudden you can't make any ground off yeah. the fence. So yeah, yeah it's. I tell you, you, you do the form with the first four spots still being the best four spots in the, and you do your form, you won't miss very often, you know. And they, you, and more often than not, you'll get the edge, an extra edge from that on pace advantage. Mm. So, yep, Kabosh got the job done and uh, Scooty found militarized, sent it out as a 0.5 unit. Yeah, he said on the show, he, was, he said he found it on the show. He's forgiving it in the slipper and that one that was going to bounce off the slipper and rebound. So, it's absolutely pissed in, dude. Bolted in, hasn't it? So, uh, I think he said it as a bet on the Little Birdie Syndicate there, half a unit at 30. Give, so, him, some, uh, give me some cash to play with over in Augusta. Yeah, good result there. So, hopefully, the boys are uh, living it up over there at Augusta. And then uh, the Blue Jackets. So there was a bit of commentary around the Blue Jackets on the wet tracks. Pericles flopped. Cylinders flopped. Um, this Saturday as well, Animo, Zapateo, they got a big uh, hand in the quaddy. Um, going to be interesting to see how they handle the track this Saturday because, you know, looking at sort of, um, you know, thinking back to a lot of their good horses, you can't think of too many that are real dynamic in the wet, the good olfen horses. They obviously have a few that are outliers, but I think the younger right. horses are definitely. Um, you're the you're the you're the oracle on the Godolphin horses. I'm happy to defer to you. But, well, they've um, obviously had a few. It's when you get. I mean, I'll uh, you know we might discuss the Queen Elizabeth later, but I'm, you happy, know. I'm happy to take a position there. Maybe oh, contrary okay. to what you Godolphin guys are the you Godolphin groupies think, but anyway, we'll, well talk about a, that. As a Godolphin groupie, I reckon they're not as advantaged on the wet as they there are the dry. That's good. So that's news to me. That's good news that's from where the one coming from. We've probably taken a little while to get into the uh, the juiciest part of the week's yes. happening, haven't we, Deca? Up there in Canberra, we certainly have. Yes, the uh, Senate inquiry into the uh, into the into the, resp- in the game of gambling and um, things like that. So it was it was very interesting because I mean Richie's been Richie. Everyone's been all over it and making making everyone aware of it and doing a great job as he as, as he does. Um, so yeah, so I watched a bit of it and um and looked at all Richie's grabs and and things like that. So uh, no, I, I mean I, the the chair that Peter Murphy, she was very well versed. He's obviously got a neighbour or a friend who uh, had had dinner with her and sat her down over lunch and said, you know, I'm a Probo Arbor and I'm getting barred. So um, I had an issue with with her kicking up for the Promo Arbors. I mean, I thought that muddied the waters a bit from the real issues. And I think I think Barney and everyone was shocked as well. Said, what the hell is she doing kicking up for Promo arbitrages? Like yeah. I think it took them by surprise. And they didn't have answers for it. They had their answers. They were just going to roll out. And then she's going and said, I would have said, is she serious? Huh? Is that the angle she's taking, kicking up for promo arbors? You know, promo abusers? Like, seriously? 
Um, so I thought that muddied the waters from the real, the real issues, you know. Um, and that, that again, the responses that Barney and the other guys gave, I think, were a bit, bit um, ill-judged or not, not ready for that answer. So, you know, that insider information rubbish they were going on about um, trying to justify it. But um, I don't know. What, what was your take, Nico? Yeah, I thought the, the promo chat was uh, was interesting for sure. I think the a lot of what I see sort of from a younger um, sort of demographic, a lot of them are interested in that because there's easy money to be made. So I think maybe there was some influence from that from sort of, um, you know, TikTok and Instagram and all that. You see a lot of that sort of stuff on there. Um, so maybe she was sort of influenced by that. But I would say in the grand scheme of things, they, you know, they've got 85 bookmakers to sort of try and uh, – Get a oh. get a coin out of it, don't they? So I would have thought that was a bit overplayed with you, but um, that was definitely. I watched some of it, probably watched for an hour and a half, which um, I never thought I'd be one to sort of sit down and watch something mm. out of Parliament. But it was definitely interesting listening a lot of the stuff that uh, was, you know, the corporates were saying, and then the uh, the representative from Rawa, and that was a very interesting sort of discussion. So, um, yeah, I'm probably not as well versed in it all as you are, DK, given how long you've been in the game. Yeah. But I, yeah. I would have thought it sounded. Semi-positive for uh, for punters. Well, it was good. She's I mean, she's very well. She was, that, that was the good thing. Having a politician very well versed on the on the subject matter, you know, and and happy to um to go with it and not and not let you know um, corporates give their spin and want straight answers. Yeah. So I like that. But um, but I did think she she played that one angle a bit too a bit too a bit too hard for mine. But obviously, that's what she'd sat down. She hadn't sat down with Richie Irvine. She'd sat down with this person who was a a promo promo. Abuser who's been barred, so and which I don't have any problem. And uh, the best thing for me would be promotion, promotions. Those things should just be done full stop. You know, and I think I, that's what they might angle to because even Gil McLaughlin said it's the inducements, it's the inducements that's, that's the issue. Um, and you know, just give them the and the best thing that we again back to the old bookmaking days. You want to look after someone, you give them give them two rolls of the board. Yeah, it's yeah. seven to one. Give them ten to one. So you got your odds boost. Got your uh, price boost or whatever everyone else calls it. Given that, you roll the board, always feels you good. Oh, I got $8, now I can get $10. That's the feeling. So all these people, $50 here, $20 here. You know, you speak to new bookies and they say all all, all the new the new 20 odds, all the people all worried about is their bonus bets. Oh, give me bonus bets. I've lost my money. What bonus bets do I get? Or what, what deposit match do I get? You know, and now they're all trained. It's just just ridiculous, you know? Mm. Um, but uh, no, it was good. It's good. It's good, good at, um, especially for the sports people. Like we're, we're lucky. We've had minimum bet laws with Richie. We've had Richard Irvine, but the, the sports people, the fact that they can't get a bet on, I know he's pushing big for this national betting obligation, which is overseen by the federal government and things like that. So it's, you know, but the fact that someone can't have $500 on a dollar eighty line in a football match is just outrageous, you know, just outrageous. That a bookmaker can't cop a $400 liability on a on one side well, of a, a sports yeah. AFL match. I mean, you know, they'll bet you $1 and turn the price off. You know, it's, it's outrageous. So I can see, I can really see the sports people getting passionate about it. In racing, or cons bought. considering how much mug money would be in that those AFL markets as well, like how much oh. would they be making out of them? Like oh. I would, I would assume that's a lot more of a like a profitable marketplace for them than say betting on racing, where you've got a, a lot of sharper players in the market. I would have thought. Well, what, well, I think I think have turned it proper with the same game multis and things like that. Yeah, because the racing was always their big product. You know, it was their main main product, and that now the taxes have brought that right down. Then they've started up the same game, multis. And, you know, as we know, multis are the biggest fill up for all those racing multis, sports. Get get a multiing. They're the biggest margin products. So, no, no, it was interesting stuff. But uh, we'll see. Interesting to see what comes of it. Um, but I said I've I've been I bet with a lot of bookies. I don't. I haven't been actually close. I've had some. I've, and I haven't had to. You know, I haven't had to fill in a. Um, you know, one of those. I know they, a lot of people. Richard and argues about some people when they when they don't want their business. I'll say fill in the stat decks and give us all your banking details. No, I bet with twenty or thirty bookies, I've never, I've never had that happen. I know there's there's a group of ten or fifteen who are prone to ordinary behaviour, 
But I think for the for the most, but they're getting called out, aren't they? Yeah. Now with you know the big sort of um you know contingent of punters on Twitter, like you see that behaviour from one bookie, and you know someone puts it out and it gets two hundred likes, so you're probably going to see it. Yeah. So you know you, they're um they're getting called out those ones, and you know you probably know the ones to avoid by now, really. Yeah. 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 So uh, now it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that uh, no, was um was as I said, it was very positive to see a politician well versed in the uh, in the punting issues. There it was are, about promo. There was a few laughs to be had there. Um, during the during the little hearing, wasn't there? But if you want to get more laughs, head to the Comics Lounge, uh, Melbourne's home of comedy in Errol Street, North Melbourne. There, DK private functions available in the Melbourne Comedy Festival just around the corner. You're seeing uh, a lot of flies. I'm going tonight. I'm going tonight. They go. Yeah, the missus got the. T- I didn't. But when the missus got the ticket, so and uh, you know, so in the city, com- the comedy theatre or somewhere in the city. So yeah, get around comedy and uh, uh, having a go. Go. It's a good night out. I think the last one I went, I've been to a couple of good ones. I went and saw Melbourne Town Hall and. Some ripping guys in the past year. So what's so. the play early for you? You said last week, a bit of straight face early. No, I, was, I, was, I was joking up. I was, I was joshing because I was, I was at a big comedy show and the bloke was doing that in the front row and the comic <laughs> saw him straight away and said, mate, what's your problem? He said, you're sitting there like it's make me laugh sort of. I'd use that. I amped it up a bit last week. No, I like, I like, said, I like, I like, I like, come on, you know, it's, I, want, I, want to be, I want to laugh, but I'm, I'm not an easy, I won't laugh at anything, you know. Got to, got to earn your, got to earn your laugh. Right, it's so got to be funny. Get down there. You might even see DK. He might even sort of frequent it now <laughs> if he gets, a, gets up we'll and about tonight. We'll see. We'll see. So I uh, head down to the Comics Lounge. Today's show, um, we're a bit in all sorts here, but we're going to battle through. Uh, is Donnie's good? Um, he's on the show today. Donnie's best. No good last week, but uh, hopefully he can bounce back this week. Maybe he's got to... Maybe he's got to stay in his lane a bit more. Just stick stick up there in Queensland. He had that big roughie. Yeah, do it. it, it uh, I was a quaddy. I, I was one to try on the quaddies. To be fair, I did hear a lot of people tipping it. He wasn't, oh, okay. he he wasn't, wasn't on his lonesome. I heard Lamborn sort of giving it a good push and a few others. So um, there was some good judges on. Maybe just didn't quite run up to the expectation there. Uh, Walt's going to tune in. Uh, he's got a nice little two or three minute video there for us um, previewing the Percy Sykes and a few other of his thoughts there on Saturday. Um, he survived Detroit, so he's made it through that and he's off to uh, play some golf. So um, we'll get the thoughts of him. And then my brother, Trap, he's going to join us as well. He's going to have a look at the Discovery. Good Friday from Geelong. Oh, yeah, meeting there. Meeting there yeah. And uh, plus a look at the uh, the Queen Elizabeth and the AT. A- oh, good. We're looking at the Queen Elizabeth, are yeah, we? We'll I Elizabeth think I've got there. an angle there. I think. Okay. You know, which I think you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, too. I think I do. So I reckon uh, this might be a good thing in there, Queen Elizabeth, actually. But anyway. We'll get to that. I did ask you to preview a race, and I said maybe a maiden somewhere in DK. You came straight back saying you wanted to preview the Queen Elizabeth. Didn't leave for the chair. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, that beautiful. Just by waiting for something to you know, knock off animal. Here we go. Anyway, there's we'll a get few, to that. There's a few big bets in the top sports team as well. Um, they didn't hit last week. V8 in secret and Zoo Gotcha all got beat, but um, they were taking some sizable bets early on a few of those horses, and uh, they've done the same again this week. So, um, Cascadian features there, one of the Blue Jackets. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, where the rest of the uh, the early money with Top Sport is going. And if you want to uh, get around them, family-owned and operated Top Sport, get their new app and mobile site, complete our reskin of the app. So um, it's looking absolutely great. Same race multi, same game multis, footy, AFL, sports, the lot. Um, you can just get absolutely around Top Sport. It's going to be a massive weekend of sport and a massive weekend of racing. So uh, make sure you have a look at them and uh, give them a go. Um, We'll, uh, You're going to get in the sand down, are you, Nico? You're going we'll to keep the show gonna... rolling. Sound down here, DK. Right, so we're going to sand down. What's the? Uh, what are you thinking weather-wise out there? Uh, so I think it's. I thought it's going to be r- soft track. Rain's we'll... rain's going to come, and we're going to be dealing with a heavy track. I think heavy track. There you go, heavy track, boss. So, right, so I've, so I've found some. If the rain doesn't come, these horses probably don't You're have in trouble. as big a chance. But I'm thinking the rain's coming. We're going to back in the bomb, hopefully to get it right. And uh, I think these horses are going to be suited on the wet track. So we'll have all the right. first look at race number four. What are we looking at? Race four. 1,400 yep. metre BM70. Bert Bryan, to see all these, um, all the races are named after old legends. I think there's a Bill Collins and there's a few other few other races there, but um, great people in the racing. So 
Uh, where are we kicking off here, Nico? The favourite, the favourite. Where is it here? What are we, five? We're about six dollars the field. Six dollars the field. Geez, you're, you're versatile. Six dollars the field. Dan Dan start with seven fifty General Firepower. Eight dollars Sandy Prince. Eight fifty Volton. Uh, Eleven dollars Rumbled again. Nine dollars down right down the bottom there. Our Lone Star. Uh, I missed any there. Good and Proper's another eleven dollar chance as well. And then out to uh, right out in the market here. Now you're gonna. I think you're zeroing in on Volton here. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to have a look at uh, Bolton's last start replay. Here he is, widest runner in the uh, the yellow blinkers and yellow colours there. This is a very good wet track. Um, I don't know if you can remember his maiden. I do, I do. When I, when you're, when I, I do. He won by 10 lengths. He won by about 10 on the 7. Then he went to Mornington on, on a 10 and absolutely killed him again there. Uh, this was a good revolt for us. Rulon Peretti out in front. And here I was getting a bit worried that Bolton and a few others are going to run him down. But we held on. But I think this is a really good form race. This is a benchmark 78. Now he comes back to uh, a bit of a weaker class of race here. Um, he drew wide there on that occasion. Jai McNeil rode him and he went back. I think from an inside draw, he can definitely position up in a good spot here. Um, and you look back sort of through his form, he's a horse that can settle on top of the speed. So I thought with the wet track in his favour, coming out of a good run race last start, looks like a good platform for this run, sort of 15 between, 15, 16 days between runs out of the fast run race. Uh, I think he'll be... Uh, Cherry right for Saturday. So I thought around $8.50 with top sport. Uh, he looked pretty attractive at that price, especially if the rain comes. So each way he probably won't miss, but I think he's a, an attractive price today. He, um, so when he went, because he, he, he looked like anything that day when he when he won his maiden by 10. So he's a proper horse. And then he sort of, he's been okay, but he's never never really never really kicked off off that. He sort of was around the mark. And then he's come back this prep and just looking at his figures, he's put in two real good figures. So Mike, Kenny, Kenny Keyes might finally have him right, you mm. know. And um, I think day, day, today, Saturday's the day. Well, he's, I'd say if you're going to kick off those two figures third up, um, and he's got the good draw. Was he going from gate 14 to gate a low draw, isn't he? Yeah, so, low draw, yeah. Yeah, that's always a big positive, that sort of thing. So anyway, all right, good. Bolton, Bolton each way. And what's the next one, Nico? Race seven? Race seven, Victoria Handicap. Um, oh. We've got the Easter Cup also on this day, so there's some good races, but I thought this was another race with a bit of value. All right, we've got uh, Clemen, Clemenceau, 440. We've got Cardinal Gem, $5. Ayrton, $6. Buffalo River six fifty, uh, out to uh, Lady of Honor, eleven dollars. Not an option, twelve dollars. And Frankie Pino, geez, geez, Frankie Pino's right there at eighteen dollars, and he's good. Oh, he's one of mine, Nico, and I think you found him as well here. Yep, Frankie. Um, his last start replay is a bit hard to watch because uh, the fall. So this kind of wasn't enough of it. This is his last real exposure to wet ground. DK. With proper this wet ground and like warnable on the warnable heavy. Like a bit of PTSD, isn't it? This uh, this week, but it was an absolute slog this day, and he just relishes these conditions. Um, he's another horse that's very good in the wet ground. He looks set to peak here. Um, gets out to fourteen hundred meters to start after this race. He ran fourth in the Goodwood and then went up to Sydney in race well. He's just a super consistent horse. Um, he's going to be back in the field, which is probably the worry on this lakeside track. But there's good speed in this race, so if they overdo it up front, um, that probably will give his chance to uh, run on. And I think um, his advantage will be this real wet track, which a few of these are probably a bit of a question mark in. Got the favourite Clemenceau is probably a bit of a question mark at 1,400 definite, metres. Definite question mark yeah, at 1,400. Yeah, all his forms at 1,100, 1,200. You're right. You can put holes in them if you're in the early. But Ayrton, what about Ayrton there? Jury, what's yeah. it with him? Jury uh, what, out. Jury out. He's, he, he's been Ayrton, is he? You know? Yeah, I'd like, you know, he's... Pinstripe? Jury out, like pinstripes. Jury, I think pinstripe looks set to peak from a, a yard point of view. I think he's come back with a lot of condition on him this Has preparation. He? So I think third, I sort of said this um, to a lot of my subs. Sort of first up out of that run, I said I think he's set to peak sort of third or fourth up. So look, he's wearing thin. Cardinal Gem's going to put himself in the race, but I just thought he was very well found at five dollars. Like Frankie Pino could be a better horse, and he's 
his 20s. So Look, he's always been one of mine, Frankie, because he was a line. He showed earlier was he's a real line finder, right? Yep. Um, so he's done all that, the Wongoom, the Goodwood. And first up this prep, McAvoy says, we'll do something. We'll put the blinkers on him. And he's charged him there, like first up. And he always always runs well and always and he probably goes better second up. Like I said, fourth in the Goodwood last, probably last time. So, um, he's with, you know, I just thought he might be, that blinkers might turn him into a, even better horse than what he was. So he's got the mm. chance to elevate, you know? So um, I think, you know. I it's think just what you love to see, isn't he? Because he just finds the line. Every single start he has, he just finds the line. Yeah, he's always, the line. was always there running on, always. Yeah. So, um, no, it's been, what is he, 20 to 1 or something? I mean, what? Yeah, no, that's it, a can, it can be a good sign of a horse who's going to make the grade, isn't it? Like that big closing speed. Like you see a lot of those horses that can rattle off, you know, sort of coming on 10 above their last 600 on punting form or those things. They, they generally measure up a metro. Okay, you don't see a lot of horses that can run yeah. those figures sort of, you know, relative to class in the bush or sort of um, on the midweeks and not measure up in at least sort of listed or open yeah. class company, yeah. which is what he probably is. So, yeah. yep, two, no. two there are a bit of odds. So uh, hopefully we can get a result out of there. Yeah, wet track, that's the angle. A lot of the time that's the angle on a wet track, isn't yeah. it? Try and find a bit of value. Don't get too don't get too heavily vested in, particularly early. We don't know what the conditions are going to be, but a uh, bit of value. I'm I'm going away for this weekend, so there'll be uh, no mounting up mail, but um, we'll be back and firing for uh, a big end of the April and the end of May. So if you want to get involved there, I head to LittleBirdie.live and uh, get yourself a sub for uh, the, the coming up months because it's going to be absolutely huge. And make sure you check out Punning Form. We're just talking about their data there. Frankie Pino, he's always been one to uh, watch from a data point of view, those big closes. So um, it's another another uh, brand and app that's had a big um Big sort of uh, refurbishment, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, form, yeah, the the yeah, new yeah. punting form. So I'm still an old punting form man. I haven't sort of made the convert yet, but <laughs> it's hard to when you when you say setting your ways, isn't it? But new, there's definitely nothing wrong with new punting form. And if you're uh, looking to get into the game, gee, it's uh, it helps you out. I know a lot of people who have uh, sort of uh, subbed in the last sort of year or so, and it, t- it takes your uh, your analysis and your betting to the next level. Whatever you want to sort of do in racing, if you want to, you know, really use it from an analysis point of view, gee, it helps you understand race shapes. And I think that. The biggest thing I find with punting form sometimes is it can help you understand the market. You know, you can look at sort of the racing.com sectionals and all those kind of things. But when you see that, you know, this horse is out of a very fast run race, um, say a horse like Volton, I think he'll be well back because he's out of a fast run race. He's got a good draw. He's got heavy track form. You can just sort of line all those things up. The stuff the models or the models like, yeah. tick, tick, tick on the models. So the more know? you can sort of dive into that, I would say that's probably where the huge edge is in punting form, identifying horses in the early market that could be um, found late by the big models. So um, it's a big help. Very good, very good. Yeah, we're probably going to roll on. I think there's we've got a big meeting um, Good Friday. Uh, good Friday, we always have a big meeting now. Unfortunately, the weather's going to be no good, but it's at Geelong this year. Was it sale last year? I think they're rotating it around and um, – I think we're going to get uh, Trav in to, uh, he's going to have a look at it for us, isn't he? So we'll just take a quick minute to compose ourselves, DK. We've got, oh, yeah. we got a big end to the show coming up, so we'll just take a little break here. We'll come back with Walt and Trav uh, have a look at the big features across the weekend. All right, punters, time to look at the uh, the biggest day of the year here, day two of the championships. Unfortunately, Walt, DK's ditched us. It's the biggest day of racing in Sydney. He doesn't even want to do a preview for us, but he's... True to uh, form. Oh, he loves a preview. I won't say he loves a preview. You know, you get on these racing watch videos and they go for 27 minutes on one race or something, but he does love a preview, but uh, he's probably got other things on his plate at the moment over there, Nico, like a round of golf or whatever they're doing. Or Yep, so uh, tune into racingwatch.com.au if you want our waltz analysis. Uh, he's absolutely crazy, and you're crazy if you don't check it out because uh, Telegram and Discord, uh, it's the way to go. And, uh, yep, if you like uh, tune into a long preview, uh, he's very... <laughs> As much as on this show he might not uh, represent it, he's, he's very smart, Walt. Um, he's, he's a clever, clever yeah, dick. I've always, always thought, even before I knew him, I, I was watching his previews because uh, even Trabman can attest to this. So uh, he's about to join us soon. That uh, 
Definitely uh, knows a lot about the game and especially race shapes and tape watching, um, those yeah. kind of things. So let's hear from him. Um, what's he got to say for our uh, day two of the championships? G'day guys, coming to you from Augusta, Georgia this week. Certainly very excited to get um, my first look at uh, Augusta National in the flesh tomorrow, but uh, more pressing matters at hand right now, and that's the uh, that extra round of the championships this week. So we've got uh, the Australian Oaks, Sydney Cup, Queen Elizabeth Stakes, Coolmore Legacy, no highways, no midways, which is always great, but that doesn't make it a simple task. I thought the best two races on the program, I'll start with the Percy Sykes, because I think um, Autumn Ballet is probably the hardest horse to beat on the program. Really talented filly, really dominant down in Canberra, was given a great ride there in the Black Oval. Uh, clearly set for this race since, just given a little break in a trial in between. Uh, the trial sort of just was taken back after sort of not being able to get right across them early and then allowed to work to the line. I think they'll take this race by the scruff of the neck here and, and try and lead it from gate one. Gate one's probably not ideal, but I think in this case, there's not a lot of speed in the race. And I expect this horse to just roll forward. She looks super strong. Uh, I think she'll, she'll be very hard to beat here. Main dangers in Komochi, who was, was really good first up when given a great ride. And things went its way. Certainly got a tempo and everything to suit. And Lazago um, is certainly a horse that can improve after being knocked over in the slipper and, and a complete forgive, just um, whether it's come through that run okay. And probably where it gets to from the gate, there are little queries, but middle gate should be okay on Saturday at Randwick. I wouldn't imagine that it will dry right out and be, uh, you know, sort of a mad lead advice or anything like that. Percy Sykes, uh, uh, main play, uh, Autumn Ballet and South Pacific States thought there was a, a two-horse play here in Atmosphere and Hawaii 5 both coming out of the same race. Thought Atmosphere was a, a little bit poorly ridden, not given its chance there and can improve. I think $13 for its well and truly uh, decent price after, uh, you know, being a forgive first up, as I said. And I think, you know, with the well-weighted here, drops significantly in weight, eight kilos can improve for sure. And Hawaii 5 had every chance in that race. But I think it can improve physically and, and the middle draw looks perfect for it. The drier, the better for it. So they're the two races for me and, and good luck uh, on Saturday. We we'll certainly need a bit of it, but there should be some good value around if you if you can find a winner or two. Cheers, guys. Right, no shock there. Uh, Walt tipping uh, Waterhouse Bot and Timmy Clark there in the Percy Sykes. Autumn Ballet, around $3 with Top Sport. Um, the same race before, Timmy Clark in Waterhouse Bot with Hawaii Fiber, but he's... Uh, he's bought a blue jacket as well, DK. He's converted. Yeah, he is. He's joined the strength. Atmosphere. That's what you say, Nico. So, yep, check out Walt's uh, racingwatch.com.au if you want uh, more of his action. Now we're going to get uh, stuck right into the big stuff. Queen Elizabeth, ATC Oaks are the two group ones we're going to have a look at, and then we're going to have a quick look at the Discovery as well. We'll just welcome in Trav before we uh, get too far into the uh, the conversation here. Uh, Trav, man, what's happening? Not too much, Nico. Uh, good to be back on Little Birdie, uh, making, I think, my 2023 debut. So, uh, looking forward to the weekend ahead with the, the huge Easter weekend, and I've heard a little bit of uh, confidence from DK around this Queen Elizabeth. You've come in <laughs> strong in the group chat there, DK. Yes, I thought I might just throw a little spark in there to, uh, <laughs> to uh, get this going for the show, um, uh, Trav, because I'm pretty sure I know where you'll be coming from there. So, uh, But anyway, we'll get to that. Just uh, before we ride into the action, uh, what do you make of uh, the track for Saturday's racing? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. Uh, you they're sort of predicting not too much rain um, on Friday or Saturday at Ramwick, and and it's a drop a uh, sort of dry day on Saturday at Ramwick, sort of top of twenty six degrees, no rain forecast at the moment during the meeting. So you'd hope it's sort of on that sort of maybe soft seven side, and and definitely isn't as wet as last week where we had that rain through the meeting, which is when a lot of the problems can occur on these Sydney tracks is when you get rain through the meeting. So you know, hopefully it, it sort of, uh, yeah, is a, 
a, a much better surface to bet on this Saturday. But uh, yeah, as we know with the Sydney weather, you, you just can't trust the the weather uh, stations, DK, because they can get it pretty wrong with uh, the Sydney weather. Yeah, no, that's, they certainly can. Like they're not alone up there either. The, the bomb down here just misses just quite as often. So, um, but anyway, what about it? Wouldn't it, I mean that it was a pretty got pretty testing and things got beaten a hundred yards in there last week. How testing it was. So would have, you know, the recovery powers of the track be put to put to put to uh, put to the test. But um, there was twenty six up there yesterday or something, wasn't it? So they've had some hmm. at least some nice weather leading in. Yeah, some uh, some drying conditions. Hopefully for uh, Ramwick on Saturday. There's a little bit of rain predicted on the day, but um, three fifty five, unmissable here, Queen Elizabeth. That's when it's going to jump. So I uh, make sure you tune in, punters, just before the Blues kick off. We're uh, at four twenty, so it's going to be a big, good Friday, um, big Saturday of. Uh, Big Good Friday and a big Saturday as well. So um, Queen Elizabeth, Dubai Honour is our favourite. 250 into 230 early with Top Sport. 260 Animo, 15 into 10 for Cascadian. Unicorn Lion, 10, the Japanese runner. Montefilia, 18. Mawanga, 26. 41 Alon Kerr, 41 Numerain and 41 Zadric. Longer the rest. We're going to have a look at both the replays of Animo and Dubai Honour here. Animo first off. Travel let you talk through the replays while uh, DK just reads through uh, the bunch of notes he's got there. So uh, take it away, T-Dogs. Yeah, I think this is what we've come to expect from Animo, isn't he? Just gets the job done. Um, he was three wide the trip, uh, was run at sort of an even tempo. A couple of horses behind him, probably flattered by the race shape. Often he toughed it out well, you know, to get his head in front. Certainly won't go down as his best win in his career, but um, the way he sort of did it was, um, you know, definitely admirable uh, considering the, the sort of things he had to overcome in the run. And here's uh, Dubai Honor, just a massacre job here in the Ramvet. Yeah, well, this race was run at quite a slow speed, turned into a sprint home and he annihilated them. Um, you know, Mwanga Montefilia, who had been chasing Adamo on the Chipping Norton, they're a long way behind him here, Dubai Honor. Um, lots of ratings. Uh, service providers have rated this up as one of the best international performances on Australian ground. So you think like Lisa Grishow on the Cox Plate, he rated higher than that. So, um, yeah, it was an outstanding performance. What I will say to sort of counter that, it, it wasn't run at a true race. Like they, they walked through the first 1,400 metres and then turned into a dash, probably even from less than the, the 600, probably from that 500 metre range as they came around on the turn. And, um, yeah, he was just way too quick for them. Uh, he came out here with pretty strong ratings in 2021. Um, going back and looking through some of the international data you can find for free around the place of sort of like racing post ratings and time form. He had some very, very strong stuff in 2021 and then he dropped off in 2022. And the stable was pretty open about that, that he was no longer his best last campaign. Um, and he seemed to have come back to Australia at his absolute best, DK. And oh, I think the key for me is that. His best, and then with more to come. I, I think that's that's the key here. I think we know Animo. Animo's appears to me to have plateaued out. Okay, he's what he is. Now he's a very good horse, in my opinion. I mean, for some people want to say champion. I say he's a very good horse, but not an all-time great. Um, but he seems to have plateaued out. Um, this horse, um, and again, that's what I love. Horses coming off the slow pace because they can they can just go get a get a stronger tempo or you know faster um, faster you know faster early. They can elevate off that. So he's he just looks me primed to elevate off what he's done and um, off his original off, off his peak bigger. I don't think he has peaked. So I think that's that that's the key for me here. And I I think um, no, I'm very keen on on Dubai Honor. What do you think? I I sort of gone the other way. I think he has to come down from that 
personally second up in Australia. Yeah, come on down. What if they? What if they? Well, you see, he was only reeled off those sections because he went so slow early. Yeah, and I think a lot of internationals just perform so well first up, and then they can sort of come off that a little bit second up. Uh, I don't know. I, he's not uh, going through his form profile overseas. He's not a horse that necessarily backs up a lot of his performances. He sort of has these one of these big runs, and then he comes off it a little bit. Um, yeah, I, but I, not, it was a barrier trial. In, in all lessons, it was a barrier trial. It was a 2,000-meter barrier trial for him. Like, it couldn't have knocked him around. It, uh, you know, like you say, the ratings guys – Pump it up. Well, they they bonus it on their own opinion. You know, they add they add, yeah, because they add the sections by margins and things like that to, to pump it up. But the margins, you know. the the big thing for them, isn't it? Like he's yeah. absolutely trounced them, and it's an easy line to take with Montefilia and Adamo. That, um, yeah, he, he, by how far she's beaten, uh, by how far he's beaten her, I should say. Um, that you you can definitely get a a feeling that he's he's going to be the. You know, he, he can beat Animo here, and, and the markets tell you that. I think he will jump favourite from a market perspective. I think he'll probably start about two thirty, and I reckon you'll get three dollars Animo maybe on the day. Um, I will say with Animo though, his best ratings have all come at two thousand meters, so he does elevate when he goes from sixteen hundred to two thousand. And uh, sort of on the stuff that I use, his best would only be a length off Dubai's on, you know, Dubai on or in the Rand bet. So. We're going to see a very, very good contest. I think the map's important. I think J-Mac will want to be in front of Dubai Honor and try and get Dubai Honor to chase him uh, rather than the other way around. Um, and I think Mark 1 will you know, probably tag J-Mac into the race. There seems really strong speed in the event with Unicorn Line, the Japanese galloper. He's a fierce going horse. So um, he's led, I think, at four of his last six starts. That's what we want. We, we want a proper race, don't you? Do yeah. you say, you know, I'm, I'm going down to this. If Adamo can pull this off, then I might, you know, I might sort of side say, oh, he's a, I'll, he's a, I'll buy your cap if he pulls it off. You I was going to say, well, we're going to talk side bets, you know. <laughs> I mean, see if, I mean, they're going to be six to four each or two or something, so it might be perfect side bet. You're not a red wine drinker, you blokes, though, though so no. I don't know what we can have. Um, anyway, have a think about it. I'm not necessarily in the camp of, of either completely. I think um, it was much as one of them is probably going to win the race, so I think there's, there's a potential for something out of – sort of left field here to run a, a real career peak considering the way the race is going to shape up. I've got a sneaky sort of thought that El Patroness is just going to jump out of the ground here on wet track. Um, I thought the $8 the place is the way to play this race. I thought she was desperately unlucky in the Australian Cup, went for the run that Cascadian was looking for and sort of got chopped out of it. Run first up was good, set to peak third up, and her best figures have all come on wet ground. So um, and if this race is run at a very fast speed, which I'm sort of expecting with Unicorn Lion and Numeraean, um, you want to maybe find a horse who's going to be strong at the end of 2,000 metres, and she's a winner at 2,400. So, and I think that's why there's some money for Cascadian too. I mean, all that these fast races down here, the the, the All Star Mile and the Australian Cup, all tied in to the Doncaster, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that, all that forms, it's all good form out of the fast races. Where where Animo and, and the and the and the Dubai are coming out of slow pace races, so there there is an angle there, you know. If this is going to be a test, yeah, hundred percent. No, I'm not necessarily suggesting that she could beat either of them. Or no. the class, she's got to find a long way. But you know, something's got to run third here, DK. I think the other horse that maybe is missed in the market a little bit because he went so terribly first up is Alan Kurt. Uh, we saw my Oberon um, sort of come out of the All Star Mile with a huge flop, and then. You know, return to form in the Doncaster on wet ground. 
Uh, this horse's form in Europe, like he's beaten state of breast. So there's an there's an easy tie in there with Animo. So he goes around a sort of forty to one dollars. You get Marira and potentially a wet track. I've seen worse sort of yeah again each way bets than him. All right, thought we we're going to have to uh, get you two in the ring there. A bit of boxing. Uh, he went. Action. He went. He backed off. I think in the trave after he heard my case because <laughs> I thought it said on the run sheet Animo. I thought it said Trav Noonan, Queen Elizabeth, Animo. Is that what it said? Did it? What, why, might well have. Or was it just a video? You were looking at it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I would lead, like, if I'm tipping on top and if, if someone's telling me I need a bet in the race, I'm backing Animo to beat to buy on because I, I think, but I don't think the margin will be very big. I think we're in for a great race on Saturday. I'm hoping that Queen Elizabeth sort of lives up to it. The last couple of years, DK, we've had the big build up that sort of felt flat. Yes. A little, bit, a little yes. bit. So, and this is this this his last. I know he's going to Ascot, but then he's done. Is he is he coming back here? Or is he done? Nah, that, sounds he's like go, he's done. going to start after that. Yeah. So this is it. This is this his swan song animal. Yeah. Australian up against song. the great the great William Haggis. So, oh yeah, no, good stuff. Good test for him. Yeah, it's going to be an outstanding race, isn't it? So, uh, make sure you tune in, punters, and uh, you know what team are you on, Animo or uh, Dubai? I it's two to one here. Me and Trav have definitely both team Animo, but um, you are attached, though. You're you're married yeah, to exactly. him. Because, I mean, you're back with the golden the blue diamond days, yeah. isn't it? Goes back to doesn't it? So I mean, you are you are married to him, but you've got to stick fat. That's it. Yep. So, uh, but I was tipping El Bogadon to beat him in the Cox Plate. You know, this horse is a bit worse than El Bogadon, you know. So look what happened. So, <laughs> it's turned out as well. He did kill it in the Ram. <laughs> Albeit, I don't think I think El Bogadon's lost a leg since the spring. Uh, yeah. He's he's in reverse this campaign. But um, you could take that form tie in if you you really want to play that way and uh, get a bit cheeky with it. But um, great race, and uh, hopefully we see a great race there on Saturday. Fast pace, and uh, hopefully brings out the best horses. Uh, we'll go back a little bit. We'll have a look at the ATC Oaks. Um, this is one of the feature events on the day as well. Race number six, current favourite with top sport is Pavitra, three dollars twenty in from three fifty. Fireburn, the Golden Slipper winner. That's her last win, except oh, she won the sires, so it's going back to this time last yeah, year. Favorite mile and a half, eleven <laughs> into six dollars, oh, DK. Uh, Penny Wecker's been on the drift, the New Zealand filly out to six dollars fifty. Arts has been eight fifty into six fifty. Ten dollars, Pierre Rosa. Um, Polygons on the drift, eight out to thirteen. Sole choice, the leader, 51 into 15. It's the big mover. So uh, TC, Gaybot, Walt's already tipping him to win two races. So uh, they're going for the treble here if um, Walt's correct. Um, and she's been the big mover in the market, 51 into 15. We'll take a look at the uh, the replay here. I'm pretty sure we've got the Vinery up here. Yep, so we've got a, a few key runners in here. Sole choice leading, Pavitra second. Um, Piarosa coming down the outside in the red. So dazzling in the So You Think colours down the outside. Polygon there in the uh, um, probable colours. So uh, a lead up here for the uh, for the big one. Yeah, well, you wanted to highlight this race, Nico. You, you like the work of the, the horse in the Dardo tin, uh, Tan Chin Nam colours. Of course, the, the colours made famous by St. Lee and So You Think. They're so dazzling getting through the line. You've given this a huge, huge chance at, at odds. Well, yeah, I've already talked to Trav about for three hours about these races last night on uh, on the Patreon and the racing show. So, um, yeah, I'm giving it a big chance. Uh, so, well, you want to stay, don't you? It looks like a proper stay. Looks like she'll just go all day, doesn't she? So, yeah. uh, I thought she'd just uh, get back down the outside there, like she did there. Huge jockey change with um, Joe Marira going aboard for he Tom. Punching around at Hawkesbury or something yesterday, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Right? So he's uh, <laughs> he's airborne or Joe, and I think uh, this is a good setup for her. It gets to the the wide lanes on the track, which could be really in play by this time of the day. Looks to stay. I started $5 in the Wakeful, which Pravicha was in. Um, she was early favourite for the Victorian Oaks for a lot of last year. She's won on the wet track. She won one day at Flemington on a heavy 10. Big jockey change. Looks to stay. 
Yeah, I thought she's a terrific chance at $34. I think she's going to way outperform her SP and uh, I think she's going to be right in the finish. So, yep, I'm having a crack there each way. So uh, maybe that's why I wanted to preview this race just to uh, get myself involved. But um, I think it is an intriguing race because you've got the two different lead-ups. You've got the Vinery and then the Knox. Art's coming out of the Knox and then a lot of these others sort of out of the Vinery. So she looks like a bit of the D- the, uh, the DF and uh, you get the Kiwi filly thrown in there as well on the New Zealand Oaks last start. What do you make, T-Dogs? Yeah, I wanted to be against the Vinery. I, I could, I can understand the case you're kicking up for with your horse because she's going to be one of the better horses suited to 2,400 metres and she was sort of out the back there in the Vinery, which was slowly run and didn't really get a chance to sort of have her say in the race. So I think Pavitra is a real query on wet ground. Um, yeah, I think she's way too tight in the market. Uh, I thought she's probably the filly that was best suited in those 1,600 to 2,000 metre races and that. I think up to 2,400, there's a few fillies behind her are better suited. I really don't like this DK. It was a slightly run race last start, and Pavitra's come home the 11th quickest last 200 of the race with one of the best runs in transit. It's never a good sign for a horse going up in distance. Um, I know she, you could say, oh, she ran the 2,500. Well, the Oaks last year was running absolutely farcical tempo, and it wasn't exactly a staying test. So I don't think you can say that she runs 2400 meters and now she's got to do it on wet ground so she's the horse i'm completely against uh she wins i'll be losing um the horse i'm definitely most interested in is arts on the quick backup i love the adrian ox into the oaks uh it's been you know really good profile in recent years you think going back a couple years ago colette won the the adrian ox and then won the oaks uh Jouet won the adrian ox and then you know ran a really good race in the oaks behind hungry heart so this filly, of course, sort of reminds you a little bit of Jouet, given the stable, trained by Edward Cummings, gets Hugh Bowman on. I did a little bit of stats around Hugh. There's a lot of sort of talk that he's one of the best staying riders in the country. In group ones for the last 10 years, DK, over 20 or over, yeah, 2,400 metres plus, he goes at 33% in group ones over 2,400 metres plus. One so, in three. One in three. It's just incredible. I, um, he's at like 50% profit on turnover in those races. Now, uh, that takes in obviously a, a lot of um, sort of data and there's not that many of those races per year. So, But I thought that's as good a jockey change as you, you need to get in staying races. Bowman on for the grand final at 2,400 metres. And I thought she was awesome last week. I know they walked in the Adrian Ox through the first sort of 1,400, but her turn of foot on wet ground was electric. 10th quickest last 200 of the day um, on a day where the TJ Smith and races like that are run. That's some good going. Um, you love the backup. You, know, you got me on the backup. That's, I haven't done the race, but you've got, when you, as soon as you said backup, yeah. backup, on, backup onto a wet deck, you know. Off, the, mean, just, off the slow tempo too. Just nice uh, sit and sprint. Yeah, just, just the backup. It was, again, it was a pearl. You can back up out of a fast race or back up off onto a wet track. It just, it's just a ripper, you know, so um, – and he's got the DF, you know, you got just that one angle. So, um, yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy to be with her. I think she's a really good play at sort of $7 with Pavitra a real knock um, at, at 2400 just how slowly she came home relative um, to the race last start. And look, the Kiwi filly's definitely got a chance. She's probably the other horse that's definitely worth mentioning coming out of the New Zealand Oaks. Um, she was dominant there at 2400 metres. I will say the best New Zealand fillies have all left New Zealand by the time the Oaks was run. Um, so the depth of it's a bit questionable, but, um, you have to respect any New Zealand horse who's coming off a 2,400 meter win, um, and appreciates wet ground. So 
but it's probably about its right price in the market. I, I was pretty keen. I, um, I thought she's a great play. All right, there's our look at uh, day two of the championships there with the uh, the Queen Elizabeth and the Oaks, so uh, plenty happening up there in Sydney. We've also got a really good card of racing Good Friday here in Melbourne at Geelong. Last year we saw this meeting at Sale, but it's uh, it's a bit like the All-Star Mile, DK. It just does the rounds. It's going to all the country tracks, I think, so uh, we're at Geelong for the discovery. Half a million dollar race, isn't it, too? Yeah, half a million for the sprinters. So um, we'll get the market up here and we'll have a quick look at this race because this um, this is definitely of some interest. There will be some deductions here because Jigsaw, Enver and Scova both have the same jockey. And I think Alderson's kind of come out and said she might um, pull one of them out. So it could be some minor deductions. In the boat is our favourite with top sport, $6, $6.50 Midwest. Baron Scova has been 11 into seven fifty if she runs. Maybe that early market push suggests she will. Um, $8, Serides, eight fifty Jigsaw. Uh, eight fifty in from ten. It's our time. Eleven generation. The Inferno sixteen. Nineteen current. Twenty one dollars. Bermudez twenty six. What's that? And you can have longer the rest. No replays here. Uh, who's your tip though, T Dogs? I know you're uh, you're sticking up for a horse big on the uh, the preview we did earlier. So um, what have you got for us? Well, I think the key to this race is you see if. A few of those names. There's a lot of speed. Midwest, Jigsaw in the boat, open-minded, Mr. Mosaic. If you know they, um, yeah, there's a lot of speed. So I think it gives a chance to something to run on. And um, he can be a bit of an enigma this horse, but I think they might have him back. And that's the Inferno um, for Damien Lane here. Cliff Brown's flying, um, sort of his last fifty. They took Little Miss Cuby to Adelaide last week for a raid of the listed Manahai Classic. Got that done. This horse's jump outs, I thought, have been very good. I know his horse has jumped out well in the past, Nico. But first up last, sorry, first up last preparation, he was, I thought, terrific in the McEwen Stakes behind Rothfire. Ran the second quickest last 200 of the day. And then the preparation, for whatever reason, didn't go to plan. Um, he had two you know, pretty average runs. He's a horse that you've got to sort of trust, but you're getting a good price here about possibly the best horse in the race. Well, I'd say the best horse in the race. Like he's he's placed a group one level um, and you, you would say on his best, he, he's one of the better sprinters in Victoria. D-Lane booked, you know, he would have had some options here, DK, you would have thought to ride some good chances. He'd have to think this horse is going well. And just the the speed here at Geelong, I know Geelong sometimes can play a little bit on speed, but there's... So much speed in this race. I think this will really suit this horse. 1,100 metres first up. I think he's a great play at $18. He's, uh, he's a bit of a go-to jock for um, Steve Cliff Brown, Frosty, mm-hmm. so he would have would have ripped him up and said, I've got this horse going good. Do you want to be on this for this race? And also, just on Cliff Brown, like you said, he's he's flying last 50, but he's just, to me, he's a trainer you go looking for. You want to find him. It's like Dab, it's like Dab and Nick, Simon Wild. Might just, you just want to find them. And when you do, it's that extra, you know, that extra z- zip, um, Kick, you know, so all good. I like one of Cliff Brown's his gun trainer, and I like it. And it's got frosty, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yep, can't can't argue there. Mm. In- interesting conditions for uh, Friday's discovery because we've got races at Geelong with the possibility of uh, five to twenty mils of rain and uh, some winds um, sort of swirling throughout the day, upwards of twenty-five kilometre gusts. So. Um, could be uh, very intriguing uh, the way that track could play with that sort of um, rain predicted and especially the wind. Interestingly enough, the favourite in the boat is uh, not very good on the wet ground. So that could make things very interesting if, you know, come by this stage of the day, if um, they get the rain early in the card, uh, what do you make of that, Trav, if um, they cop the rain of the favourite? Yeah, I have to admit that that's going to throw this race up in the air a lot because there's a lot of horses here in who are sort of near the top of the market who probably don't want it wet. 
my tip probably the inferno is uh, a case of that i don't think he wants he definitely doesn't want it on the the real softer side so um then you've sort of got to strip the race back and try and find something i still think you want to look at something that's going to stalk the speed there's just too much speed here for me to sort of think something up on top of the pace is going to keep kicking uh, especially with a lot of them are sort of suspect at the end of 1100 so uh, maybe a horse like Bermudez could be a sort of a cheeky play if it got, you know, sort of wet. Um, he's a very good horse, fresh. I know 1,100 metres on the short side for him, um, but he's a very good wet tracker and he's a good horse, fresh. So, you know, he'll be at least finding the line. I think it's a race you want to play around um, the sort of top chances there. You know, it's a, a $500,000 handicap and it, it sort of bets like that. You probably want to find horses a bit outside of the market in that race, I think. All right, so a few angles there for the discovery. Thanks, Trapman. Uh, hopefully a few winners uh, across the weekend and uh, hopefully we can get a result. Yeah, thanks, Nico. Of course, uh, if you want any more of uh, Trav's analysis, head over to patreon.com forward slash the racing show. It's had a bit of a, uh, a new uh, revamped uh, service here. So 30 bucks a month now, you can get involved and you get uh, tips for Soundown, Randwick and Ascot from uh, now on. So Perth is part of the tier as well. So previously just Victoria and New South Wales, but yeah. Uh, T Dogs, he loves his Perth stuff, DK. Does, so um, yep. he's um, putting that out there. You're gonna that's exclusive to Patreon, so nowhere else anymore. Versatile, so, you bloke. Very, very you can't knock your versatility. You're you you're you're on Tassie, he's on Perth. You know, you DK, be, the occasional ACT meeting. You gotta be doing everywhere, DK, to find <laughs> the bets these right, days because the they're uh few and far between. When you're copping 20 mils at Geelong, you might have to look a bit wider. Yeah. We might have to be looking at Launceston and see it. what's happening there. But well, uh, that's the beauty about Perth. I know people are betting Perth because it's generally dry tracks, you know. Yeah, so. Uh-huh. Yep. So uh, that's all that at the Patreon. So if you want to get involved there, just 30 bucks a month and uh, you can have a, a lot of uh, information and analysis on those sort of races. Uh, all right. Time to look at Queensland racing. We're pretty versatile on this show. We've been everywhere this uh, show, but uh, time to look at uh, Don's best. G'day, gents. Donny's best for this weekend. Absolute cracking day of racing. Massive sport right around the country and the US Masters is on as well. So there's plenty happening this weekend. My best bets come up in Doomman. The first is in race four. It's called Applications. Last start was first up at 1,600 metres and went way above tempo, the 800. He was very strong until about 100 metres and then folded up late. I think this start at control, can, um, control the speed will give a massive kick. Um, it looks a great each way better, around $5. So that's uh, race four applications. Um, the next best is race six, Chini Boom, around $2.30. Uh, this looks like the best horse in the race. Probably the best horse in the car, this North Queenslander. Um, it bounces, it should sit just behind the leaders and should have a really nice turn of foot to sprint away from them, mate. That's about 2.30. I also think Jabai on up will be too strong for Animo in the Queen Elizabeth. Good luck, gents. Donny, here we go. Finally, the Donny and the DK line up. All right, he's on the, we're on the team. Could be a moral now. Oh, we'll two see. versus now. It's two all, Nico. Two <laughs> all. We need, uh, we, need we, need Walt. A, we need to find out what Walt was thinking. We, yeah, we need to phone him Walt or Scoot to sort of... Uh, I reckon Walt will be with me. He's always, well, Animo's short, Animo's very short. Yeah, he's been a, he's been an Animo hater from day one, hasn't he? <laughs> so, uh, yep, applications there for Team Thornton in race number four and then uh, Chinny Boom in race six. Applications already been sort of $5 in into $3.90 for uh, Damien Thornton, DK. So, relocated up there. Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's what I saw. That was just, yeah, now you say it. I was wondering where he was, but his, his parents have moved up there and his sister's up there, obviously, with Ben Thompson and... Stuff, so he's headed up. Yep, so uh, I think he's headed up. Just, just short term for for a few months? Just for a, just before the carnival, get some momentum and okay. uh, probably chase another group one win, Damien. Very capable jockey, so uh, hopefully he can get the job done there for us with uh, applications. Let's look at the uh, 
The top spot big bets for the week, the top spot steam. Uh, they didn't have a lot of luck last week. Here we go. Pio Rossa, 500 at 11. So, um, she's had a little bit of support there. She was the horse in the red flashing down the outside in the Knox DK. So then, yeah, they're generally the ones that backed early market, mate. If they're running on and they're a flashing light, yep. guaranteed someone's going to play into the early market price. Uh, we'll go over to race seven at Randwick as well. A lot of action at the championships. 500 on King Frankel. So, Gee, was given a good ride last up by Schiller in the tank or now he steps up to 3,200 metres, which may be a slight risk, but um, good early bet there from Top Sport to take the uh, the $508 and uh, he definitely looks a chance. And then Cascadian, 400 at 13s. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's in form. Um, look, I, I, it was, I thought he was entitled to win, even though he did get that run. Mellum took that run at the right time. It was run to suit for him. He's in the right spot for him. But, and then the other, is, uh, who's, is Mellum riding this? Someone else. I think he is. Yeah. So Mellon's got the trick to him because he's he said you, I mean, I think it was Dave or something that said, Oh, what what what's that? What with Mellon's right? He should have just got out in the three wide train and then exposed him at the four hundred and come on and, Mellum, and it's not the way to ride that horse. Mellon's shown. He's now a suck, suck, suck ping horse. Kid to him a little bit. Kid to him, kid yeah. to him, keep him behind them and then let him let his turn of foot go. So Mellon's really worked him out. And um again, if he gets that right suck run behind these the good speed here, you know, he's gonna be he's such such an honest horse. He's gonna be he's gonna be running on, so no surprise to see he's been money for him. And then up in Queensland, uh, DK might not know much about this horse. I tried to buy it in an English sale not too long ago with Dad. And he, uh, Did you? He said no. Now it's going up to Queensland. I think it's won two races. 250 at 13's Irish Songs. So, Who had it before? Uh, Kirk Goldman. Had it oh, before. okay. Oh, right. He's a bit okay. of a number, old Irish Songs, but uh, he's been going well for the new stable up there. I was I was trying to convince Dad to buy it and run it in Discovery, but we've uh, we've obviously let one go there. But anyway. Do what they paid? Do you know what they paid for it? Uh, I can't remember. Once he sort of wasn't uh, involved. He dropped off, yeah. We had yeah. two yesterday we were looking at, and we just got, got outbidded. What so were they? Anything I'd know there? Uh, we, we were on Nick Spur. Nick Spur, I saw someone got that. And Sizzling Sonoda were the two we were oh, Sizzling Sonoda. to look at, but um, just went for a bit more than what we thought. So no, I don't know about Sizzling Sonoda. Dabbing had to go with it, didn't he? And he couldn't get it to go, so and he's a gun trainer. I'd rather buy my bad trainers. <laughs> you know, or low low percentage trainers, you know. Yeah. So. But your dad, I mean, I know he wants to pickle around with them, but um yeah. little Dabbing's had to go with that horse and Paddy Bain. You know, two of the best. Well, we we went to our we had our price and it went over. So uh, we as they generally do in that what in the last thirty seconds or something too. Yeah, doesn't so, all happen in the last minute with that stuff. We were outbid, so tough game trying to buy a horse this, this time of year. But um, with all the prize money and that, it's, it's probably never been better. To you're be obviously honest. in the market though, you're, you're looking. You we're having a good look. Having so, a look. Um, yep. Uh, big weekend of our uh, sport coming up as well with uh, Augusta and the US Masters uh, Golf Punters Club is. Uh, available for the punters to uh, get and have a look at. So uh, Top Rope Tedeschi there, he's going to be steering the ship. So uh, no doubt he'll definitely be finding some angles there. So I think if you want to get involved with that, that closes at 9 p.m. tonight. So for the, all the punters that uh, want to put their their 50 in or maybe a bit more for the uh, the punters club there and let Top Rope uh, hold your hand and uh, bet on some golf. Um, I imagine if uh, I imagine it's it's one way to keep the sport interesting if you if you're watching the I golf. Do, I love it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can do, and you get plenty of good odds. You know, they're all good odds, aren't they? Aziz's first bet was some forties, wasn't it? Five hundred at forties or something. Yep, some guy. So something to cheer. So uh, make sure you get involved there. Head to littlebirdie.live and uh, you'll find it all there. Uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, Bet Doctor or Little Birdie, and then uh, Apple and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube as well, littlebirdie.live for uh, all the upcoming events, including punters clubs and co. DK, we got through it. Yes, we did, Nico. Well done for steering the ship. Thanks very much for that. It was all good. Huge weekend of racing for you as well. I think it's one of the bigger weekends in Victoria from a, from a country point of view. Gee, there's some races. Well, it used to be all. I mean, especially when, when Oakbank was at its prime, you know, it used to be an awesome, awesome weekend. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, but still stall. Stall's a huge weekend up at stall and um, 
and I think there's Kerrang and Warwick Nabil and all those little meetings. So see if we can find something. Something for sure. All right, punters, uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, Bet Doctor for the uh, the Champions Edition Day 2. We'll be back next week with the uh, All Aged and hopefully where we're, uh, we're back to some sort of normality. Uh, thanks for joining us and I'll uh, hopefully find a few winners this weekend. All thanks to Top Sport and Punning Form. And don't forget to uh, check out the Comics Lounge if you're in Melbourne as well. The sponsors here on Bet Doctor. Good luck and uh, have a fill up on the weekend. Bet Doctor.